1: All across the Gulf
2: South, it's
1: 7 a.m.
2: Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media.
3: Good morning. Thank you for tuning your heart to the truth on Wake Up on Catholic Community Radio. I'm Alicia Quibido with Damian Collado, Karen Cotton, and Jeff Blackwell are at Controls this morning. It is Friday, 7 it's not september it's february there 17th i was jumping to the 17th well,
4: part you, you know you've been away for a number of I days been away. and that's you got to right. get the brain that's flowing right. again, flowing right? again. The get juice the juices going thoughts coming. that's right,
3: that's right. We're, we're, we're working on that we're working on that well we're going to ask for the intercession of the seven founders of the servite order to pray for us this morning in the name of the father and of the son and the holy spirit Impart to us, O Lord, in kindness, the filial devotion with which the holy brothers venerated so devoutly the Mother of God and led your people to yourself. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, seven founders of the Servite Order, pray for us. Well, we have a great Friday show for you this morning. We have some events in your listening area that we'll talk about, and we will visit with uh, author Eric Salmons to talk about his new book, Who Do You Say I Am? Unlocking the 25 titles given to Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew. That will be a great interview uh, with Eric. And then our friend Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie, will join us. Lent is next week. So we'll talk about uh, plans for week as far as the Catholic foodie goes. And then Damian will chat with Terry Dixon. Terry is the Director of Communications in the Diocese of Biloxi and the Editor of the gulf pine catholic newspaper so we'll find out what's in the latest issue of the gulf pine it's always yeah. fun to chat with terry yeah
4: it always is and uh weather wise well If you looked outside, it is a beautiful sunrise and beautiful morning, Uh, but whoa, baby, it's going to be cold (laughs) when you step outside. Rain has pushed through last night, early this morning along the Mississippi-Alabama Gulf Coast, and those winds are blowing now out of the north-northwest at about 15, 20, even 25 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just dropping the temperature by another 10 degrees almost. So the high today is only going to be 50. It's going to feel like 40, and it's going to be C-O-L-D, folks. <laughs> that wind will make you sin. Okay? Just remember I've never that. never heard of that. Okay. So you may have to go to confession by the weekend. Uh, good news is it's going to get warmer each and every day leading up to Ash Wednesday as the winds are going to shift from the north to out of the south, out of the Gulf again. We'll get that okay. warm wind, okay. warm breeze. Uh, still going to be blowing pretty strong. Highs going to be 57 uh, tomorrow, and then on Sunday, 70 degrees will be the high. Come Monday, uh, uh, I should say 78 degrees. Mardi Gras and Ash Wednesday... 80 degrees oh perfect for getting into the Lenten season That's perfect rich. mardi gras parade weather perfect. so uh outside good. of that if you could put up with the wind you're going to be in good shape temperatures around the area are all in the 40s right now gulfport is 48 new orleans 49 baton rouge 42 degrees home of 47 and on the north shore it's 44 degrees so um it's chilly yeah it's cold I mean, it's more than chilly. It's
3: you're right. Cold. You're right, it's cold. And colder yeah. tomorrow. So get ready, right?
4: No, no it's going to warm up oh, each Oh, I didn't day. pay
3: attention. Then yeah,
4: no, it's going to stay windy, but <laughs> okay. it's not going to get colder. Okay, Better okay, not.
3: Good. Okay, good.
4: Yeah, today ought to be the worst okay. of what we're going to get for five days. Perfect. Okay. Sounds good. All right, well, got that out of the way. Coming up, we have some events we want to tell you all about as it's five after the hour on a Friday morning on
1: Good Friday morning, I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel comes to us from Mark chapter 8. Jesus summoned the crowd with his disciples and said to them, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and that of the gospel will save it. What profit is there for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? What could one give in exchange for his life? Whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this faithless and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. He also said to them, Amen, I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see that the kingdom of God has come in power. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect.
5: Peter's blundering response to Jesus' first prediction of his passion became the occasion for Jesus to give a general instruction on the radical demands of discipleship. Jesus now spoke plainly without parables. He wanted no misunderstanding. Because everyone is called to become a disciple, Jesus summoned the crowd. Christianity is not for wimps. Nothing is as remotely challenging or as rewarding as fully embracing Christ. Jesus gave this important teaching in six statements, the first of which is the strongest and summarizes the rest. Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Then in five declarations that follow, Jesus employed clear, tough language. He spoke about saving or losing one's life, employed the language of commerce, profit, gain, forfeit in exchange, warned of being ashamed of him, and finally he declared that some of you, but not all, will witness that the kingdom of God has come in power. Faith is always required to recognize Jesus' kingdom. The Greek word translated as faithless literally means adulterous. This literal meaning recalls the Old Testament denunciation of Israel's unfaithfulness to the covenant, which is described in similar marital terms. Now that the heavenly bridegroom has come, we are obligated to remain faithful. Sin breaks that relationship and is properly compared to adultery. The obligation to take up one's cross and follow Jesus certainly resonated with early Christians who were first persecuted by the Jews and then by the Roman Empire. Similarly today, many Christians in Asia, Middle East, and Africa, 90,000 last year, are suffering persecution. In our country, authentic Christians are being marginalized in many ways, and our moral values are under a fierce attack. We, too, must be willing to carry our cross. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Singh
4: thank you james thank you father chris decker it is 11 after the hour on friday morning welcome back to wake up alicia quibito damian colado with you and the 2023 men of the immaculata conference is not too far away as a matter of fact it's next week the title prepare for the encounter uh to encounter the lord prepare to encounter the lord and it's set at saint george catholic church it's an all-day event Going to have national speakers coming in. Uh, Father Jeff Byhee locally will be speaking, as well as uh, John Foles preparing lunch, as we've told you time and time again. (laughs) Bishop Michael Duca is going to be there. There'll be Mass as well as uh, a Eucharistic procession. It is going to be a great day for you to come to know Christ at the beginning of Lent. And if you want more information, just go to menoftheimmaculata.com. menoftheimmaculata.com. You can even uh, tune in virtually if you can't make it cool. to be there in person. And that's only like twenty five bucks, and you get to uh, be a part of it for the whole day. So uh, put it on your calendar. Few seats are still left, so uh, sign up today. Uh, Men of the Immaculata's prepare to encounter the Lord. Conference coming up Saturday, February 25th at Saint George Catholic Church,
3: and I think there's a special price for students, so that's great. Cool. Bring is. your Four bring weeks. your son, your mm-hmm. nephew, godchild. But yeah. it's a great a great event, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing pictures of Bishop Duca leading the Eucharistic procession. That should yeah. be beautiful. Well, Jeff Cavins is back. He's coming to Cypress Springs Mercedarian Prayer Center. That's Sister Dulcie's ministry, and Jeff Cavins will be there in the Chapel of Divine Providence. Such a beautiful peaceful place to be. And of course, we love Jeff Cavins. That will be Saturday, March 25th. Tickets are $60. That includes the talk, a continental breakfast, as well as lunch. There is limited seating. So you want to call Cypress Springs to make those reservations. That number is 225 752 8480. Uh, you can also go online to find the link at Cypress Springs Mercedarian Prayer Center. But again, that's on March 25th. Always great to see Jeff Cavins. Yeah, yep. Hopefully, we get to visit with them here.
4: Yeah, I'm sure we will. And um, speaking of other events, closer walk ministries is having their annual fundraiser it's actually the dinner and event it's going to be uh, february 26 so that's next sunday and it's from four to seven and it's called chefs hats and collars it's going to be at mike anderson's and gonzalez right there by the clarion inn and conference center on Highway 30. Uh, tickets are 175 if you want to get a table of eight it's twelve hundred dollars all the monies go towards supporting father jeff by he's closer walk catholic uh, communication ministry uh, and he's done that for two decades that's now awesome. i believe yeah. so it's a great organization and a fun evening so hopefully you can attend that and help him out
3: that's great you know it's it's not too late to join advent at sea the deposit may be a little different you can find out information to join father chris decker and uh, catholic community media at Advent at Sea. That's a four-night Western Caribbean cruise, December 7th through 11th. Father Decker will celebrate Mass daily. He will also be available for confessions. So you can check that out at ccmedia.live. The contact information for our travel consultant is on our website. So you can uh, give Susan a call and find out more information about uh, what you can do to join Father Decker on that great cruise.
4: Awesome. And last but not least, Married Couples Retreat coming up, march 11th and 12th if you'd like to break away and spend some quality time with your loved one then join catholic couples for the catholic retreat at the beautiful saint joseph abbey retreat center in Cummington. as i said that's march 11th and 12th if you want to register go to faithandmarriage.org faithandmarriage.org married couples retreat want to shout out real quick to my lovely wife her birthday's tomorrow happy birthday sweetheart and uh that's going to allow me to stay there. <laughs> More on Wake Up coming up.
0: This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for February 17th. Today we celebrate the seven founders of the Servite Order. What is the likelihood of seven prominent men who live in a cultured, prosperous city agreeing to leave their homes and professions and taking up a communal life of self-denial? That's precisely what seven noblemen of Florence, Italy did in the year 1240. They withdrew from the city, relocated, and moved to a secluded setting for solitude, prayer, and penance. At least, that was their goal. But the men soon found themselves disturbed by constant visitors from nearby Florence, and so they withdrew to the deserted slopes of Monte Scenario. Visitors found their way to the new location as well, many of whom stayed to join the group. They adopted a religious habit similar to that worn by Dominicans, chose to live under Augustinian rule, and called themselves the Servites, or the Order of Friars' Servants of Mary. Community members combined monastic life and active ministry. In the monastery, they led a life of prayer, work, and silence, while also engaging in parish work, teaching, and preaching. Servites came to the U.S. from Austria in 1852, settling in New York, and later in Philadelphia. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day.
3: Good morning. It's 19 minutes after the hour. You're tuning your heart to the truth on Catholic Community Radio's Wake Up. We're so glad you're with us this morning on this Friday, February the 17th. We are joined this morning by Eric Sammons. Eric is an author, and his new book is Who Do You Say I Am? Unlocking the 24 Titles Given to Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew. Good morning, Eric. Good morning. It's so wonderful to have you with us this morning. Before we dive into your book, I'd love to hear your conversion
1: story. Oh, sure. I'll give the uh, Cliff Notes version, okay. I guess. Uh, I, I, I grew up in the United Methodist Church, and really by high school, I, was, I would consider myself an evangelical Protestant, which means I wasn't really tied to a denomination, uh, but I was very serious about my faith, and I very much wanted to share it with others. And then when I went to college, a big public university, uh, I, I got very involved in the pro-life movement. And so this is the early 90s, uh, very involved in pro-life activism. And in the core group of the pro-life group, I was the only non-Catholic. Oh, wow. So I spent a lot of time with Catholics who were very serious about their faith. Uh, they, they, they practiced their faith. Obviously, they're very pro-life, but they, they really took the, their Catholicism seriously. And frankly, they wanted me to be Catholic, and they made that very <laughs> clear. And so we had lots of discussions, lots of arguments, even fights. Uh, I like to say I, I won a few battles, but fortunately, I lost the war, and so uh, I ended up converting. Actually, it'll be thirty years ago this Easter uh, that I came into the Catholic Church.
3: Wow! Well, welcome home. It's wonderful Thank to have you. you. And, and I understand that your investigation into the Catholic faith is what really started you on this journey. Uh, you have a um, a master's degree in theology. Is that correct?
1: That's right. That's right. So I was. I just was fascinated uh, by Catholic theology. I really dug into it. I had kind of considered when I was in high school the idea of becoming a Protestant, uh, like a Methodist pastor. I did not follow up on that, uh, obviously. And (laughs) then I ended up just really loving. Uh, Catholic theology and digging into it, and so I ended up getting a master's degree because I, I couldn't get enough of it. So I'm like, okay, I need to get some people to teach me how to understand Catholic theology.
3: That's awesome. Well, we're so glad you did. So you have written many books. Your latest is "Who Do I Say I Am? Uh, Who Do You Say I Am? Unlocking the 24 Titles Given to Jesus in the Matthew in the Gospel of Matthew."
1: That's right, and I'm really excited about this one because it it really is. Uh, I feel like, so I, I, my, my day job, so to speak, is editor-in-chief of Crisis Magazine, and so we talk about controversial issues, we talk about the crisis in the church, the crisis in the world today, but what this book is, it's supposed to be a way in which we respond to that in the sense of we really need to be reading the sacred scriptures every day. I'm convinced that Catholics really need to open up their Bibles every day and dig into them, and particularly the Gospels. And so what this book does is it's a way to really get to know Jesus Christ by looking at how others saw him and how he identified himself in particularly the Gospel of Matthew. And as the subtitle notes, there's 24 different titles that he's given either by others or by him or he gives himself. And each of them reflects some type of reality about him or maybe even a misperception about him, which helps us to think, do we misperceive him as well? And so, obviously, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, he is divine, he is everything, and so it's impossible for one title, any human title, uh, man-made title, to give him, to, to really explain all that, so hopefully what this does is it helps us to see different aspects of him, of his personality, of who he is, what he wants from us, and then as St. Paul says, it is not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That's our goal as well, to, to to be like Christ. And the more we know about him, hopefully the the more we can be like him.
4: Very good. And, uh, Eric, this is Damian. I did not realize, and, and, and you mentioned this, uh, that Christ had 24 different names in Matthew's gospel. I, I never looked at it. I am going to reread Matthew's Gospel right. now, and, and I'm going to study what each and every name is referenced to. Uh, but can you
1: share a little bit
4: about that? Because that's the first time I've, I've ever heard of that or became aware of that.
1: Yeah, It's interesting because it was actually, I, I came up, I came to this because I was reading one of the Church Fathers, and for some reason I can't remember who it was, and it bugs me that I can't remember which one it was, but <laughs> one of the Church Fathers, he mentioned all these titles given to Jesus, and he was kind of reflecting on them, and so I was like, oh, wait a minute, what? And because like you, you know, I read the Gospels, I never really thought about it like that but if you if you look at how people call him so for example some, he's called rabbi mm-hmm. he's called carpenter's son he's called king of the jews he's called a prophet a teacher christ lord son of abraham son of david son of man i mean there's just a whole bunch of things that he's called and even like the, the one i think probably is the most striking that i have in here is is ghost because at one point the apostles think mm. he's a ghost because yeah. he's walking on when water yeah walking dark. on water yeah, yeah. That's right. And I mean, it's, it's not unreasonable. Frankly, at that point, you're you're terrified. You see somebody walking a water towards you. I, I, I bet you I would probably say it's a ghost mm-hmm. as well. And so all these things he's called. And like I said, some of them show more deeply who he is. But some of them also show what he's not like ghost. He's obviously not a ghost. He's a real man who's walking on water but he's obviously more than a man because he's walking on water (laughs) right and so we have all these different ways that that really helps us to see who he is
4: yeah well you know you say go it just occurred to me we sometimes reference the holy spirit as the holy ghost is is that where it uh came to be where the the two are one you know what i'm getting at or we know three or. One. Yeah, I
1: don't think so. I think it really was just a matter. Of, obviously, ghosts and spirit are similar terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for a long time, traditionally we called them holy Ghost. And now I think it's more common to call them holy spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. But I really think it was just a matter of some terror, uh, and they were people were frightened. And actually, it's a great lesson to us that when we're afraid, when we're in a situation that's fearful, we need to see Christ is there with us. Mm-hmm. He's not just a ghost. He he really is truly there with us. And I, I think that hopefully helps us then to overcome our fears that keep us from following Christ fully.
3: So, Eric, talk about how the, the book is laid out. It's a great tool for Lexio Divina, correct?
1: That's right. That's really what I'm thinking is, is Lexio Divina, each chapter is one title. And so, for example, the title might be Rabbi. And so what I do is I pick up when he when he's called that title in the in the gospel of Matthew and then I reflect on that what does that mean I mean rabbi is an interesting one because in Matthew's gospel he's only called rabbi by Judas hmm. which gives oh, it a negative right. connotation and of course rabbi was a term of respect during that time but I think Matthew who's writing to Jewish Christians Jewish converts to Christianity he's trying to make sure that they realize okay Jesus is not just another rabbi you, hmm. you, we, we have rabbis; we can respect them some are good some aren't so good Jesus is not just a rabbi. And so I think that's, that's, an, that's an example of how, by looking at how Matthew uh, brings these titles into the gospel, we can try to understand a little bit more about him, about Jesus Christ. So yeah, each chapter then, you go through and meditate upon that title, what it means, what it doesn't mean, how it lets us know a little bit more about Christ. And each, each chapter is is, is a one re, sit-down reading. I mean, you probably can mm-hmm. read each chapter in probably about maybe 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's a, it's a length, of, and there's questions at the end of each chapter to, to help your reflection if, if after you read that, you, it kind of spur you on. And my hope is, is that maybe even during Lent, which is coming up, each day you read one chapter, and then you spend maybe 10 minutes or so reflecting on it, and I think that's a, a great way to draw closer to our Lord during, during Lent
3: that's wonderful we're visiting with eric sammons he's talking about his new book who do you say i am unlocking the 24 titles to jesus in the gospel of matthew eric let our listeners know where they can find a copy of your new book
1: it's it's published by sophia institute press and so probably the best way is just to go to sophiainstitute.com that's sophiainstitute.com you can also buy it my personal website ericsammons.com either place you'll be able to pick it up
3: okay and that's sammons s-a-m-m-o-n-s eric sammons okay Ah. eric before we wrap up i have to
4: ask you because now i'm curious the 24 (laughs) different i'm assuming there's at least 24 chapters
1: Yes, in, 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 okay, each, each, which? That's right. Each, each title is a chapter uh, given to Jesus, exactly. okay. given to a title of Jesus, exactly.
4: So what's your favorite name?
1: <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I I think the one I like the best in, in the Gospel of Matthew is Physician. That's one the church fathers love oh. to call him because it's right after he, he uh, calls Matthew. He's eating dinner with the tax collector's sinners. The Pharisees are on him, and he's like, it's not the, it's the sick who need a physician. And so he, he's calling him... Self, that in a sense mm-hmm. and i think that's beautiful because frankly we're all sick we're all sick exactly. with exactly and we need a, a divine physician and that's our lord jesus christ that's wow. funny you
4: said that i went to manresa and that was the the name that kept popping up
3: really yeah uh,
4: a month ago i went on silent retreat i go every year at a, at manresa with the jesuits uh, eric and um it, it was it was weird uh, I, that amazing. he just said that well, and, and that's the name wow. that kept popping up for me for a lot of reasons. Right. I'm not going to go into. Well, I know a book you can read. But, oh, I'm, I'm right? getting <laughs> I, this. Going to be my Lenten book.
3: I think that's awesome. I
4: guarantee you. That's Eric, beautiful. You, you sold me on it. Good to hear. Hopefully it
3: (laughs)
1: will bring you closer to the divine position.
3: Absolutely. Eric Salmon's author of Who Do You Say I Am? Unlocking the 24 Titles Given to Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew. Thank you so much for joining us this morning on Wake Up Eric.
1: Thank you so much for having me. God bless you guys. God bless
3: you. So check that out at sophiainstitute.com. Also, remember your local Catholic bookstores. If they don't have it on the shelf, I'm sure they can order it for you. But you can also go to Eric's website at ericsalmons.com, I believe he said. So yeah. uh, check that out, and we'll... Yeah.
4: Now, Jeff Young's again. coming up next. He you and here is. always chatting. What's the topic?
3: Well, we're talking about Lent.
4: Lent, but I Lent. mean, what to... What, what you to can eat prepare? or what not
3: to eat We'll oh, find out okay, well, We're going to find you know, out So you know he's yeah. working on a book about fasting Oh so he maybe is? We'll share, he oh, is, okay, he huh? is So funny, Catholic foodie and fasting Yeah. Stick around Jeff Young, Catholic foodie's up next It's half past the hour on Wake Up It's 35 minutes after the hour on Friday, February 17th. I'm Alicia Quibido with Damian Collado. Y'all, it's Catholic Foodie Friday. We're joined by Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie. He is the founder and producer of the Catholic Foodie blog and podcast. Good morning, Jeff.
6: Good morning. Burr. Burr <laughs> is
3: right. That is right. I wonder how many gumbo pots just we're pulled out this morning oh, to get know. ready for this <laughs> for this chill so well jeff you know we I have know. one weekend left of parades before mardi gras and then we roll right into lent so what do you have on the I schedule know, there
6: we well you know it's in terms of Lent, yes in terms of well i know the next few days are gonna be kind of crazy you know, right <laughs> parades and cooking and entertaining and all that fun stuff.
3: That's right. We talked about parade food last time. We did. We did. That's right. That's right.
6: But I can't wait for Lent because at Lent, I mean, it's just, you know, God knows us, right? He made us. He he created us. And he has the instruction book and knows what we need. He knows what we need. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when he tells us to, like, praise him as an example, you know, in scripture over and over again, it's not saying that because he needs it. Mm-hmm. He's saying it because we need it. Right. right? We need uh, to praise God. That It does something to us. It mm-hmm. puts us in a right place and, and kind of right order, I guess. Yes. And Lent is kind of the same way. It's, um, you know, on the one hand, you think about it, and it, it's like, the, well, it's kind of, you know, gloomy and, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about fasting and giving up stuff and, <laughs> and all of that. And there's no parties, there's no parades and Mardi Gras, but we need that. Right. You know, we really do need that. And uh, so I know for us, there's a lot of things that we try to focus on during Lent. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the main point the main point is to kind of free ourselves from the things that distract us so that we can focus on the one thing necessary, right? Yes. Which, is, which is God, and to, right. to learn to love Jesus more. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anything that would help us in that direction, we like to do things like um, in the evenings, not every night of the week, but certain mm-hmm. nights, maybe like on Fridays, is we'll do uh, lights out early, so we have less electricity, less distraction. Yeah. Maybe play a, a a board game even in my candlelight after dinner or something. Uh, I love that. But where we're we're quiet and we're relating to one another and not distracted by our phones or computers or mm-hmm. TV or anything like that.
3: That's a great idea. And.
6: um yeah, so that's been kind of neat over the years, and you know we like to participate too in all the the, the things in the parish and
3: mm-hmm.
6: uh, the way of the cross, and try to make it to daily mass and praying the rosary and and all those things. But you know the one thing that I um, that has been revolutionary, I think, for me over the last few years is to really embrace fasting. And I know yes. uh, talking about fasting is. I always, I always approach that topic with a certain amount of trepidation because um, food people people can be very uh, protective right. of
3: their, especially in South Louisiana, <laughs> right? right,
6: right, right, right. And it's not just that though. It's like th- take for example, somebody gets you know uh, burnout on how they're feeling, their health, mm-hmm. maybe their weight, whatever, and they decide to go on a diet. So they choose one there's like you know 205 million 80 of them out there they pick a diet right and 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 it works for them at least for a period of time right Mm -hmm. and so they become like this particular diet whatever brand it is they become that diet nazi it's like this is the way
3: Mm -hmm. and
6: everybody else needs to do this way right yeah and so it's like people get really funny about food in general
3: that's true. So, you know, I always
6: have a little bit of trepidation talking about it, but I, I go back to because, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. You know, you can fast from Facebook, you can fast from yeah. TV, you can fast. And that's true. Right. That's true. But if you look at the Old Testament, if you look at Jesus, if you look at the Desert Fathers, Fathers of the Church, and throughout history until maybe the last less than 100 years, right mm-hmm. whenever fasting was talked about it meant not eating food right and it was and right. it was giving up food to some degree and so it's doing something like skipping a meal you know i know that uh the rules for fasting today are are a lot less than what they used to be right you you mm-hmm. know for the there are only two fast days officially that the church calls for and that's mm-hmm. ash Wednesday and good friday although the church does say this is just a bare minimum. You know, in That's essence, right. we, we're we're opening the gates here so that you could do more. But uh, a lot of times, as as good minimalists, right, we gotta stick with the minimal. But um, you know, even those fast days, what is it? It's it's you know, two two small meals that don't mm-hmm. equal one large meal, right? Right. And it's like when you come to this is why fasting. I think in the history of the church and the history of judeo-christian judeo-christian history why it's so important and why it's about food is because we can't live without air we have to breathe Mm -hmm. we we can we can go believe it or not a very long time without food and jesus fasted 40 days in the desert yes you have other examples of people who've done it even in modern times uh we can't go very long without water we need water so air and water but after that the thing that we need most is food And so to give up food for, you know, skip a meal or skip a day, don't Mm -hmm. eat for a day, Mm -hmm. or maybe even a couple of days or whatever, there's something about that that is in your bones. It's not a mental thing. It's not an idea. You feel it in your bones, your absolute dependence on God. Oh, yeah. And I think that is something we cannot get that any other way. Oh,
3: that's a great point. You're right. That's such an interesting point, Jeff. I I never even... Uh, thought about that I always thought of of fasting as more of a these are the things that uh, so that we can go into the desert those forty days. here are some some ways that we can you know pray fast and almsgiving uh, but not necessarily I like the way you put it that you feel in your bones that we need God really that that uh, that feeling of of you know we're, we're so self um, you know, we we take care of ourselves. We're we take care of our families, uh, and then to really have that reliance on God uh, and to think of it that way, I'm I'm so glad that you pointed that out.
6: Yeah, I think today in our time, in our era, right? We mm-hmm. it's we have such a uh, a misunderstanding. We we believe we tend to believe that we're in control
3: absolutely of those yep. things, mm-hmm.
6: right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and it causes it. it Causes absolute havoc in our lives. By the way, yes, yes. you know this false belief that we have control. I mean, that's where all of our fear and our worries and our uh, anxieties and, mm-hmm. and probably a lot of addictions and everything else comes from. We mm-hmm. we're trying to control life. We're trying to control um, other people. You know, that's we right. sometimes maybe even ourselves, <laughs> right? we try to control God, and it's like this. This is one very real way, not just mentally, mm-hmm. but in your own body is one way to, to embrace the fact that we're not in control. Yeah. We can't provide everything that we need for ourselves. We can't. We're human. And right. only God can do that. That's right. And this is one way where you experience that literally in your body. And it's, uh, it does something that I don't think it, it, we, we try all kinds of things to make mm-hmm. things right in our lives. Mm-hmm. And fasting is one way, I think, to maybe put that on the fast track a little bit. Yeah, I guess that's a pun. Would that's that be right. a pun? <laughs> I think it I is. Uh, <laughs> right. So I guess I just punned, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Because it 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 gets you out of your head, it gets you into your body, and it's something that, um, well, I know in my life it it really it really has changed the way that I approach a lot of things, other Great. people, God, Yes. Um so anyway, I okay.
3: want to throw that out there no, I, as a I light think
6: that... thing before we go
3: parading. That's right. That's right. Let's think about fasting now, and then we'll eat, drink, and be <laughs> merry <married>, uh, <laughs> up until Tuesday night and uh, and be ready for for Ash Wednesday and for the beginning of Lent. Uh, and we'll talk more about uh, maybe a few recipes about Lent when we visit with you next time, sure. uh, Jeff. But it's always great visiting with you. Have a wonderful weekend. Happy Mardi Gras. And we'll see you the first Friday, or we'll chat with you the first Friday in Lent.
6: Right. God bless you Thank, Thank you. God
3: bless you. You can find out more information about Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie at his website, catholicfoodie.com. He's also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Catholic Foodie. So thanks so much for being with us this morning. It is 15 minutes before the hour. Stick around. Terry Dixon, Director of Communications for the Diocese of Biloxi, joins us 15 minutes before the hour on Wake Up.
4: Giddy up everyone! You're listening to Wake Up 12 before the top of the hour on a Friday and getting ready for Mardi Gras weekend and it's gonna be beautiful so uh, plan accordingly. And just prepare for the wind. Uh, You hope it's not going to be too windy for you uh, parade riders out there, because that can cause issues, uh, and we don't want anybody getting hurt for Mardi Gras, for sure. And now with us, though, to talk about what's going on in the Biloxi Diocese is Terry Dixon, Director of Communications there, and he's also the editor of the Gulf Pine Catholic newspaper. TD, how are you doing, brother, and what are your plans for Mardi Gras?
2: hey i'm doing great how about you oh
4: man i'm doing wonderful man throw me
2: something mister (laughs) we have a parade in downtown ocean springs tonight so i'll be in lockdown mode (laughs) (laughs) very good but i just heard about the cruise i'm excited about this cruise in december is it
3: yes you should come
2: i'm I might have to join you. I might have to dig out my cruise wear. There you
3: go. I think you should. Okay, now we've got a party. Well, we'll be able
4: to wear bathing suits in December, huh? (laughs) Don't get that in too many places. That's right. Well,
3: what's your question?
4: Yeah, entertain it. uh, No, I didn't. Charo
3: be there. Will who be there? Charo. Charo, I don't think so. I, nobody sure, no, even I knows
4: so. who that is. If you're if you're under the age of 40, nobody knows who you're talking about, Terry. <laughs> I was
3: thinking Tread Lightly when you say under the age of <laughs>
4: Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about the Gulf Pine. You got a lot going on. Front page is uh the Catholic sharing appeal uh for two thousand twenty-three. That's always big because What I love about the article, you guys really break down where the dollars go, because quite often we always hear, please give, please give, but nobody ever shares where the money's going. Do that with us uh, as far as the uh, article is concerned.
2: Well, our Catholic and Appeal starts on Ash Wednesday, and as you said, it's such an important thing because it supports the vital ministries of our diocese, 17 ministries in all. We're talking about. Faith formation programs, charitable outreach, um, support for seminarians, retired priests, and the goal is to just to create dedicated communities of missionary disciples throughout the diocese of Biloxi um, by by contributing your time, your talent, and your treasure. And I'll i add that one of the ministries that uh, benefits from the Catholic Shared Appeal is the Gulf Pine Catholic newspaper. So thank nice. you for bringing that up
4: well yeah well that's important and you you do a great job i, w- I want to make sure you stay employed there
2: well thank you very much yeah, what, yeah. i mean what have you heard,
4: have <laughs> not, you heard? Not, a, not a thing okay, uh, making sure I, I, yeah I, no i'm just glad that that's all the more reason people should give because of the good works that you do and and they can get everything in a in in just a few pages of what's going on in the diocese communication is important and i i think being yeah. transparent and you guys do a good job at that as well hey let's talk about events because that's one of my favorite sections in the newspaper it's usually on page two or three sometimes it carries over into some other pages but uh in particular uh saint thomas Aquinas, uh catholic church and in uh, hattiesburg is having their irish italian festival coming up
3: that sounds it's, fun uh, it's, uh, yeah that's
4: it's why i wanted to at least again. talk about that yeah go ahead terry yeah.
2: coming up march 18th there'll be mass at four o'clock and the festival starts when mass is ended so that should be a little after five o'clock there are children's games an art show silent auction great food and festival t-shirts there will be St. Joseph's and St. Patrick's altars, and there will also be rock and roll music from Maidwood Street Music. So, oh, good! Come on, come on, and enjoy the Irish Italian Festival I, on I, March 18th. I, at I
4: yeah, I'm trying to envision the Irish and the Italian oh, getting yeah. together, uh, and and by the late evening, uh, they're arguing times. as to who's the best.
3: I think that's you fun. know, I'm, uh, I'm not familiar with the St. Patrick <laughs> altar.
2: No, I, I'm
4: not either.
3: Neither am I. So that's, that's so cool. More
2: of a reason for you to come and check it out. That's
3: right. I'm thinking we hey, should road trip. Exactly.
4: Okay. Uh, and then the Parish Parishes celebrated the 100th uh, anniversary uh, o- over in St. John Parish in Biloxi, I believe,
2: huh? So we had St. John Parish and St. John Church, which was basically gutted by Hurricane Katrina as was St. Louis Parish, which was right around the corner from St. John on Division Street. So both of those parishes um, combined after Katrina when the Redemptors came in, and the new parish was named Blessed Francis Xavier Silos Parish. So what they celebrated a few weeks ago was the 100th anniversary of the establishment of St. John Parish. Mm, okay. Speaking of... Might I add something? By all means. So March 4th and 5th, Blessed Celos Church will be having a Latino Spring Festival. This is the first time thing, and it's going to be from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. both days. There will be authentic Latino food, including tacos, pupusas, tamales. There will also be children's game, live music, a folk dancing program. I could probably get you in there for that. Yeah, yeah dance I,
4: I, I for I the have people. Check my calendar. dance for the
3: people. Okay, well, let me know.
4: All right. Oh, I, I might know. I
3: might be sick that day and I can't go. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding.
4: Uh she's allergic to latino food. You're dancing.
3: Oh, I oh. oh, look at. Oh, look at little that jab good. You're probably there. not
4: the only one. You, you, you see what, right? Goes, right? On? See what goes on? see what goes on things. behind the scenes, Terry, here, you know? <laughs> A Little jab every now and then.
2: Uh look, I hey, do Go ahead. I was going to say, we have a big mission coming up March 26th through 27th called Surge of the Heart at Nativity Cathedral, and it'll be um, John Leonetti, who will be the featured speaker, and that'll be from 6.30 to 8 p.m. on Sunday, March 26th and 27th. So we encourage all of you to come to cathedrals at 870 Howard Avenue. If you haven't seen our beautiful cathedral, come check it out.
4: Yes, and before we wrap up, uh, page 11 i the reason I, I highlight the page number is because the diocese of biloxi you have a list of all the masses and confessions for all the churches as well as Lenten activities and more tell, tell everyone what they're gonna this is the addition of, of of the gulf pine that you want to keep around and if not in a drawer on your coffee table
2: the mass schedule is a is an insert that you can pull out, like you say, and keep it somewhere handy, as well as the Linton activities. Um, I have to give a shout out to Peter Finney because I got the idea of the a mass schedule supplement from Peter. So, um, oh, nice. it, it's a really handy dandy tool. We'll we'll continue to do it every year going forward. Naturally, when you put it out, some. Parish is going to call and say, "Oh, we've changed our mass schedule." Right. <laughs> <laughs> what well, are you going to do?
4: Yeah, but but then you also uh, highlight the uh, parish missions uh, that are going to be taking place in March, as well as penance services and even Stations of the Cross. I mean, that's all great yeah. stuff that people are going to want to uh, know about, and you're you've got it in in one or two pages.
2: And Linton dinners. Don't forget mm-hmm. Linton oh, dinners; nice. those are pretty popular. The fish fries and. Yes, whatever as, as a matter of fact, whatever. we even
4: now uh, have all the uh, fish fries on our website. Those that send them in, we've got a special mm-hmm. button you just press, and you'll know when the fish fries are each and every Friday in, in most cases.
3: Find a like fish fry.
4: Yeah. Right? Well, Terry, as always, TD, thank you for being with us and updating us on what's going on in the Diocese of Biloxi.
2: I'll see you in December. Sounds or good.
4: Sooner, I hope. But uh, yes, uh, on the trip, you could, you'll could you be with us. All right. Uh, Terry Dixon, he is the editor of uh, Gulf Pine Catholic Newspaper. He and I like to tease one another, have a little bit of fun. We're going to wrap up with prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. O oh, Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, words, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, for the salvation of souls, the reparation of sins, the reunion of all Christians, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father this month. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. amen.
3: Wake Up will not broadcast next Monday or Tuesday. We'll join you back on Ash Wednesday, and we're premiering on Catholic Life TV. That will be February 22nd. Wishing you a safe and happy Mardi Gras. We'll see you back on Ash Wednesday. God
0: bless.
1: Wake Up is a production
2: of Catholic Community Media.